journey into the Citadel, where our pastor is Superintendent Johnson A. Bevan III. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. everybody and staying connected and to share God's love and uh, since we're not able to gather physically to gather some of the church buildings may be quote-unquote closed but the church is open the church is open the church never closes down and so just uh, thank God for you being with us today uh, also just want to give a shout out uh, it's uh, the year is almost the month is almost over and the year for some might be over too seems like uh, but a shout out to all of the uh, couples who were married in the month of May. This is one of those months that begins uh, a lot of weddings and so forth. They will take on a different uh, take this year uh, and possibly a little later. And some may be putting those plans off because of uh, the pandemic. But uh, just a shout out to all of the couples who were married in, in May. We, we wish you a happy anniversary. And uh, and even those who got birthdays this month as well. God bless you, uh, Prophet Johnson. Robert Johnson, good seeing you, man. Bless you, Pastor. Bless you. And as I share the word with, of God with you uh, this uh, morning uh, for the time that we have here, feel free to engage with me. I may ask you a question or two as we go along this morning, uh, but engage with me with an, an emoticon or emoji and comment with us as we go along. But let me open up with a word of prayer and we'll get, get moving here. God bless you, Sister T. Renee Clark. Good to see you this morning. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. God, you've brought forth a change even in the weather in our city here in Indianapolis. And we thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the warmth that has come. So many have been waiting for and anticipating for a change in the weather. And so we bless you. We thank you, God, for this day that you've made, a day that uh, brings blessing, a day that brings forth, God, your great gift of grace. And I just thank you for these who are tuning in with us this morning, God, those who are, are with us today. And we just pray, God, that you would bless our time together, uh, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would instruct us and give us what we need to know, God, that would just make life better for us and also, God, uh, improve or cause our relationship with you to grow. And so we just thank you for salvation through Jesus Christ, by whose blood we come before you today, and it's by whose blood that we are saved and by whose blood we are healed and redeemed. So we thank you now. Bless our time. Bless this word as it goes forth. Uh, to these who are with us this morning. Amen. Well, I'm going to go uh, to uh, a passage in the gospel, not the gospel, I'm sorry, uh, in the Old Testament. Let's go to the Old Testament, uh, the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. We've been on uh, in the gospel of John for a long time, and when I was thinking about Joshua, John was coming into my head, and I said New Testament. Uh, but uh, in the book of Joshua, in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 4, I'm going to read a few verses here with you, uh, but about something I think you'll uh, enjoy and also get something uh, from, uh, particularly uh, hang with me uh, to the last point here today. Uh, but it reads like this in Joshua chapter 4, beginning of verse 1, And it came to pass, when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe, a man, and command them, saying, Take uh, hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave it in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, 
according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean you by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Skip down to verse 9. It reads, And Joshua, <coughs> excuse me, and Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests, which bear the ark of the covenant, stood, and they are there unto this day. And down in verse 16, it reads, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come you up out of Jordan. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord would come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the feet of the priest's feet were lifted up unto the dry land, that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place and flowed over all his banks as they did before. And the people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and camped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones, <coughs> those 12 stones, which they took out of Jordan, did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spoke unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? And then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we were gone over. This is a Memorial Day. A weekend, and so I want to uh, use this particular passage here to address the the subject matter: make a memorial to God. Make a memorial to God. We're celebrating Memorial Day tomorrow, and uh, this is a federal holiday uh, whereby we remember all of the Americans who died uh, while serving in our armed forces. And memorials are very special or important. Uh, they've existed for a very long time in on all cultures. And they're important for several reasons. Uh, one, uh, they are symbolic reminders of persons who have died. And so our celebration of Memorial Day uh, for those who've, uh, who were lost their lives in war, we remember them. And we even have memorial funerals for loved ones who've passed away. And so they're symbolic reminders of people who have died. Memorials also are a source of information. Uh, providing uh, some kind of an understanding or a better understanding of the impact of certain events that have taken place in our lives and also pointing to certain people uh, who made a, a tremendous impact in making life so much better. And probably as in our city, in every city that there is in the United States, there probably is a street uh, of, named after Dr. Martin Luther King. To some degree, this is almost like a memorial uh, signifying uh, the, the significance of uh, Dr. King and the impact of the civil rights movement uh, in our country. But also memorials are, uh, we might call embodiments. They're embodiments of history, whereby moments uh, have been erected, or monuments rather, have been erected uh, to give some concrete form uh, for remembering those moments uh, that they speak to. In our city, in Annapolis, Indiana, 
uh, right in the heart of downtown is uh, the Soldiers and Sailors Monument that uh, sits where we call Monument Circle. And this is an iconic symbol in Indianapolis and it commemorates all of the Indiana uh, military who served prior to World War I. And it even also uh, houses a Civil War Museum there. And so memorials are, are necessary. Memorials are necessary because of this particular fact. We have a tendency to forget. We have a tendency to forget. And, uh, and so how often do we and easily do we? It was a story of an old professor who said there are three things I can't remember. I can't remember names. I can't remember faces. And then he said, um, let me see. Well, uh, I, I guess I can't remember the other thing I can't remember. And uh, don't laugh at that, but I know you've probably thought of that. That's happened to you as it has with me. Uh, we all face uh, the problem. Hey, Dominique, good to see you, man. Uh, we all face the problem of remembering because we have a tendency to forget. And part of the problem these days is that we got so much to remember. We've got, we just got a lot of information that shoots and comes at us just being here on Facebook. Information is just bombarding us back and forth here and there. And so we have a tendency to forget sometimes even what matters the most because we got so much coming at us. I know as I uh, notice as getting older, I have to make notes to remember some things. Uh, now, if you all still, you, any of y'all, you still, still use post-it notes. Let me know if y'all still use post-it notes. Uh, I know some still do that comment. Just let me know. Yeah, I use post-it notes. Uh, I know some people that, that still use them and have them. Uh, they're wonderful. Uh, for jotting notes, I used to use them all the time. And uh, with a little sticky back on the, on, the, on the sheet, you can put somewhere to remember something or it helps you for organizing things and bookmarks and just, just a good reminding tool. But also there's some mobile apps. God bless the cars being with us this morning. Uh, there are some mobile apps that I'm very appreciative for, uh, such as Evernote. I uh, use it quite often as well as Microsoft uh, OneNote uh, to take some notes. It's good for just doing a lot of things to capture those things uh, so you don't forget. But sometimes, believe it or not, I use texts. I use a text. I will text uh, myself uh, to remind myself of something that I need to know. Uh, but memorials are important for that purpose. We have a tendency to forget. Even Moses uh, had to constantly remind the Israelites not to forget God and his covenant, especially when they went into the land of promise in the land of Canaan. And even the New Testament writers, we often see and read that they are reminding believers. They're constantly reminding the believers of things uh, that they don't want them to forget. And so we may not personally, uh, in our day and time, erect memorials of stone, but often places and people serve as significant trigger, triggers that help us remember something special. And these places and persons, they elicit memorable markers, if you will, of those events that hold a special significance in our lives. And so real quick, I just want you to engage with me real quick here. Let me know the name of a person or the name of a place that's a marker of a lasting, memorable moment that holds a special significance in your life. Just a person or a place. That person could be the one who led you to the Lord or who helped pray you through a trying time in your life. Uh, a person who gave you some of the, the best or the greatest advice that you've ever received that really stuck, sticks with you and stays with you even now. God bless you, Lady Coleman, Pastor Coleman. God bless you all.
uh, a place that could be where uh, some life-changing event uh, happened in your life. It might be where you got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, where you met your significant other, that your forever love it could even be the place where that marriage proposal took place. Ruth Chris stands in my mind. Uh, that's where I proposed to my wife, Ruth Chris. So anytime I pass a Ruth Chris, it brings back to my memory that moment of time when she said, yes, and praise the Lord for the yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the yes. Uh, so let me know who's a person, who is a person or who uh, might be a place, a place that just holds, it's a marker. It's sort of like a memorial uh, that brings to trigger to mind uh, something special in your life. That's it. I'm with you, Sister Kelly. My grandmother, too. I got a grandmother. Yeah, two wonderful grandmothers. And uh, certainly they gave some tremendous advice and certainly even in walking with the Lord. Well, walk with me here. Walk with me here just for a little bit. And I see some of you still use post-it notes. That's wonderful. There's even on, I think it's in Microsoft Office uh, uh, OneNote, they even have uh, an area that's called sticky notes uh, to where you can make a quick note and uh, as, as we did with the post-its there. But walk with me uh, as we take a look at this biblical story here in Joshua uh, chapter 4. And basically, these two chapters, two chapters, chapters 3 and 4, uh, describe the crossing of the Jordan River uh, by the Israelites into Canaan. And this was a supernatural, it was a supernatural event that was marked by a miracle of them passing uh, the river on dry ground. And uh, it's noted by some commentaries that during most of the year, uh, the Jordan River could be crossed easily. But God had them cross it in the early spring when it was in full flood. And so the waters, the snows melting from Mount Hermon would come down and just be rushing waters uh, going into the Jordan River. So to commemorate this miraculous crossing, God directed Joshua to erect two monuments of 12 stones. One monument was upon land in Gilgal. We read that in this chapter here, verse 8 and 19 and 20. Gilgal was only a few miles east and northeast of Jericho. And Jericho was that first city of conquest going into Canaan. Excuse me. <coughs> so there was, a, there was a, a monument that they made on land in the Gilgal. There was a second monument, though, that was erected in the midst of the Jordan River. We read that in verse 9. Now, these two monuments of 12 stones were to serve as a sign, as it reads in verse 6, and a memorial in verse 7. And we're talking about here today, make a memorial to God. A sign signified something. Those of you that have been with us, we've talked about that term, that word sign, uh, when we dealt with Jesus and the scars that Jesus had in the Gospel of John and what he used were signs. A sign signified something. And it was a means also to remember an event, as we see in the Old Testament. But more specifically, it was proof. And in this case, it was proof of something miraculous that had taken place. And therefore, it was a sign that pointed to God's promise, believe it or not. And so a memorial is a reminder, which at its root means to remember. And so as a memorial, 
it served as a landmark, just again, as in downtown Indianapolis uh, on, on Circle Center, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, the Circle Center, Cir Monument Circle, uh, downtown in the heart of Indianapolis is the Sailors and Soldiers Monument. It serves as a landmark, and that's what a memorial is, and it does. It's a visible, a visible object, reminder by which something is brought to our minds. Uh, one commentator says, and I quote, it conveys information to authenticate something else. And so for us, for example, every time we see a rainbow after a rainstorm, that is God's way of causing us to remember his covenant that he made with humanity to Noah. And so from that, here's the first of three quick points about memorials that uh, we need to remember. All right, three points here. Here's the first one. Memorials serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promise. You might want to write that down. Memorials serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promise. You remember God made a promise to Abraham that he would give him and his seed a land to inherit. We read that in the book of Genesis chapter 12 and chapter 15. Now Canaan was that land of promise. And upon Moses' death, God instructed Joshua to go over the Jordan unto the land that he said he would give unto the children of Israel. And that's in this first chapter of this book we're in right now. But here's the interesting thing. God not only makes a promise to and for the people. In this story, he also made a personal promise to Joshua that in crossing over the Jordan, that he would make Joshua a great leader in the eyes of the people. And this comes out of the third chapter of this book of Joshua in this story here. And in Joshua chapter four, verse 14, we didn't read that verse, but it states that on the day that the Israelites crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord magnified or that he made Joshua a great leader in the sight or in the eyes of Israel, and that Israel revered Joshua the rest of his life, just as they did with Moses. And so memorials serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promise. The second thing about memorials we need to remember is this. Memorials serve as a reminder for succeeding generations. Not only are memorials a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promise, but memorials serve as a reminder for succeeding generations. These 12 stones were sort of like stepping stones to link succeeding generations to the God of preceding generations. And so uh, our generation, a stone, this stone would have been something for the generations coming after us. And this monument was designed to provoke questioning by succeeding generations of the stone's meaning. When verse 6 and 21 talks about when they see these stones, they ask, what means these stones? And so uh, possibly uh, from some possible visits uh, to the site, these two stone monuments would cause curiosity of the succeeding generations to ask about them because neither monument of stones didn't have any kind of inscription on them. As a lot of monuments we see, they explain 
what the monument is about. But these stones were just piled up, some in the middle of the Jordan and some on the land there in Gilgal. And so as a sign and a memorial, these stones, as Robert Hubbard writes, authenticates that a past event actually occurred and it has a continuing significance for later generations. And Hubbard goes on to say that the purpose of a memorial is to prevent something from being forgotten, which deserves to be handed down and to make it real over and over again. So Joshua had erected these 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan and with the top of the monument, uh, actually it could be visible in the river during the dry season. And then there were 12 stones again on the land in Gilgal that were there for future Israelite generations uh, to remember what had happened there when they came through. And so uh, he wanted Israel not to forget this astounding miracle, this amazing thing that God had done and how that Israel had entered into Canaan on dry ground because just because of the ark and because the ark, if you will, represents God's presence and power, it stopped uh, the Jordan's flow. And so God's power was recognized in this here and that how that they crossed over the dry land as a marker uh, for what God had done for them. And so it was important that God's miraculous interventions would be continually communicated with the intent uh, for those future generations to reverence and to place their trust in God. And I think that's why Psalm 78, Asaph in Psalm 78 puts it, he says that the generations uh, are to, uh, that the fathers uh, are to share with generations to come, uh, that they are to be informed about the things of God so they might set their hope in God and not forget, that's the key word, and not forget the works of God and that they might keep his commandments. And so memorials serve as a reminder for succeeding generations, as well as also of God's faithfulness to his promise. And the last thing, the last, the last thing uh, that I want you to remember about a memorial is this. Memorials serve as a reminder that we made it over. Just holler out and just tell somebody right now, I done made it over. We have made it over. If you're still living, if you're going through and you're coming out, you have made it over. That's what memorials are. They're reminders that we made it over. This was a significant event, uh, ending uh, Israel's 40-year journey in the wilderness and embarking on a new phase of their history, possessing the land that God had promised them through their father, Abraham. And the crossing of the Jordan River, along with the crossing of the Red Sea, those two crossings were to forever be celebrated by the Israelites, remembering their exodus from Egypt, uh, their land of bondage, and their entrance into Canaan, which is the land of promise. Now, here's what I really want you to catch and to hold on to from the Jordan crossing. Not only did they cross over, but they also came up out. Verses 16 through 17, we see that phrase more than once, uh, that, uh, that they came up out of Jordan. 
Come you up out of Jordan. Come up out of the midst of Jordan. Their feet were lifted up onto the dry land. They came up out and the people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. Coming up and out signifies that they came out from a lower elevation and came up to a higher elevation. Catch that, catch that. They're coming up and out signified that they came out from a lower elevation and came up to a higher elevation. Catch this, my, my dear friends, brothers and sisters. Every time God brings us out, it's always out from under to up and over. And that's something to remember about the good graces of God. And so this event, this event marked Israel's crossover from simply being the children of Israel to becoming the nation of God. That's how the writer puts it in Joshua 3 and 17. This crossing, this crossing over the Jordan uh, was a crossover from them becoming the children of Israel to being the nation of God. That's magnificent and that is extremely significant for this coming up out here was their coming up out from slavery to freedom. It was coming up out from oppression to conquest. Uh, Stuart Briscoe, uh, Briscoe wrote these words on this. I think it's pretty apropos for this right here. He wrote, he said, these stones were to be an enduring sermon directed not for the ears, but for the eyes, not for the ears, but for the eyes. They were to stand as a reminder to future generations that Israel crossed the Jordan, not because of its own ability, not because of its own strength, not because of their own cleverness, but because of God. And even in this text, as we're closing here, even in this text right here, the last verse of this chapter, verse 24 reads that when they came up out, so for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you, and we were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us and until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that you might fear the Lord God forever. My friends, God doesn't do stuff for us just to do stuff for us. There was a purpose behind it. And this here was to show the strength and the might of God. Uh, now, I want you to imagine something here, if you can, real quick. Imagine that you have a pile of stones just stacked up in a heap on your front lawn. Pile of stones stacked up high on your front lawn. Now, surely, as people would drive by your house, drive down your street, they would have to wonder, why in the world do they have those in their front yard? I mean, it's just a crazy pile just stacked up there. You know, sometimes we just need some good reminders about what the Lord has done. We often used to sing the song, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never, hallelujah. How you brought me out from Egypt land. I ain't gonna sing the rest of that song to you, but you'll get the picture, all right? Jesus, I'll never forget 
what you've done for me. We should remember the works of God. The writer Asaph wrote in Psalm 77, verse 11, I will remember the works or the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old, your miracles of a long time ago. My friend, I want to challenge you here today as we uh, still continue to bless God, even in this pandemic. But if you've never done this before, over this memorial holiday, uh, if you got kids, uh, you and your kids need to do something. Create some memento to place in your home or uh, just get something, you yourself, get some kind of object to place in your office, uh, possibly in your car, that simply serves as a memorial to God. Something that will act as a reminder of a special or significant experience that God did in your life or for the life of your family, whatever it might be. It could be something crazy, all right? But you'll know when you see that thing, it'll trigger your mind about what God did. It'll trigger your mind of how God brought you up. It'll trigger your mind how God brought you out. Or when people have it there in your home, somewhere in your car, might be in your office. So when people see it, and they may ask you, what's this for? Why do you have this here? It will give you an ample opportunity to witness to the wonder of God. Hallelujah. Make a memorial to God. And as our country remembers those who died in military service tomorrow, Memorial Day, let us establish and maintain a memorial to remember the one who died to win the war over our souls. Let us establish and maintain a memorial to remember the one who enables us to cross over from bondage to freedom, the one who is the passageway from death unto life. This memorial holiday, let's praise and honor the stone, the real stone, the stone that saves and sets free from sin, the stone that gives eternal life, restores and makes whole. And that one is none other than Jesus Christ himself. And as I close, my friend, as I always do, sometimes we just can't take it for granted that everybody who's watching just like at church, everybody who's sitting in the church pew is not saved. Uh, if you want to really to be brought up and out from the situation that you might find yourself in, you might be dead in sin, but God quickens, God makes alive, God brings alive those who were dead in trespasses and sins. He does it through Jesus Christ. He is the real stone. He is the one that brings us over and across. And Jesus Christ is the only way uh, to get it right with God. And so this morning on this Memorial Weekend Sunday, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Pray these, this prayer after me. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I'm sorry for my wrong that I've committed. I confess Jesus Christ, the stone, the Ebenezer, the stone of strength by who I am saved. Give me a new life. Give me a new start. I confess Jesus as Savior and my Lord. 
And I believe that he rose from the grave, died on the cross just for me. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, the greatest, the greatest memorial that you could ever have is knowing that Jesus Christ in this day, on this day, this weekend, uh, brought you up and out. For it's only through Jesus Christ that we are made free, set free, and given new life. If you sincerely prayed that prayer, my friend, we want to know at Citadel. Text us and let us know. Text 7676-2317-676-0134. Again, if you prayed that prayer, we want to know. Text 7676 to this number, 317-676-0134. That will direct you to our Connect card. Only takes about 30 seconds, if less, to complete. And in the comment section, let us know that you prayed that prayer. Or you may be someone here that's watching now, maybe watching a little later on, and you have a prayer request, you have a prayer need, something that you need us to bombard heaven for, for you on your behalf. You text that number as well, 7676-2317-676-0134. In the comments section, just put in there, type in there your prayer request. Certainly, my friend, I'd love for you to support our ministry if you would. If you'd like to, if you could, uh, you can support our ministry at any time, uh, in any amount. Some of you may want to give your tithe, your offering. I know, Citadel, you've been doing that, and I greatly thank you for your support, your consistency, uh, and your faithfulness in giving uh, because of what God has done for you. Uh, but there are several ways you can support the ministry. One is through Cash App, and that's dollar sign, C-O-F, C-O-G-I-C. And also through the Givelify app, there's a blue bar on the uh, Facebook page here. Uh, should read uh, use app just click on that that will direct you to the givelify app and uh, once you've selected the amount you give you can choose and select the appropriate envelope that are on there there's several envelopes if it's tied just hit the tied envelope if it's offering hit the offering envelope and uh, that will be directed towards that particular means also you can give by way of paypal to citadel of faith church of god in christ as well as mail 7676 East 38th Street in the city of Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. You can join others. We've got some more others that have joined the podcast uh, from another country. We've got about, um, uh, I think, seven countries uh, that are subscribing to our podcast, Journey to the Citadel. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple and Google Podcasts, Soundbreaker, as well as on our website, uh, citadelkojic.com. Please like us here on Facebook. Get your friends to like us as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citadel Kojic. And as I leave you, again, share this with somebody today, especially somebody that you know that does not know Jesus Christ and somebody that you've been trying to get to go to church and come to church and they never came to church. Send this to them or start a watch party and invite them to watch this with you uh, today or sometime this week, possibly even tomorrow. And uh, because I want people to know the goodness of, that they can have in life through Jesus Christ. Join us this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. right here on the Citadel Faith page. Lady Rita and I, we love you with, with the love of the Lord. We love you from the depth of our heart, but God loves you even more. And we know that because of the salvation that we have in him. And so set up a memorial unto God this weekend and remember these words. No matter what you're going through, Jesus said, if you can't believe, 
all things are possible. Have an enjoyable Lord's Day and enjoy the holiday as well. God bless. Thank you.